200 kilometers to the south of Marrakesh in Morocco, is located the city of Ouarzazat, known as the Gateway to the Sahara. According to official records, the city is home to 100,000 people. Most of them are in the workforce age. However, unemployment is on the rise in the city, and transportation links are very poor. And it rarely rains there, which makes the area unfit for any agricultural or industrial activity. The only hope was the project Noor for Solar Energy. Noor Solar Energy Plant is located 10 kilometers to the south of Ouarzazat, in a completely deserted area. I witnessed this project since its early stages in 2010, when it was a matter of heavy publicity in Morocco and overseas, as it was part of a royal initiative to transform into environmentally friendly options. In this podcast, we listen to elected representatives, activists and representatives of the ethnic collectives, the Solaliyat movement, where Noor project was inaugurated, and the decisions of how it turned from a glimpse of hope to complete darkness taking over the area. My name is Saeed Bukir, a teacher and member of the Collective Council of the Ghassat Commune, and a member of the ethnic collective of Aid Okrur, one of the claimant groups. There are two main problems. The first is the compensation, which was not the same for all the people in the area, and some were not even consulted about the project. The second problem is how the issue was processed because some people, including representatives of the collectives who signed the paperwork, were only three out of ten signed the papers. I can undoubtedly say they did not know what they were doing. At this point, Hassan Abu Said, one of the representatives of the Solaliyat movement, tells us how he refused to sign the contract that hands over the land and how three representatives signed because they are not educated enough to fully understand what the papers mean. No, no, no. Not even one of them educated enough to understand. Education is crucial in such situations. Back then, four or three people signed, but I didn't. Those three could have even signed to give away 2,500 hectares. Protests erupted, and some people were detained early on from the square we had our sit-in. They were detained for a week or ten days. A representative of His Majesty meddled in the situation and they were set free. Majid al-Nasari, head of the Moroccan Organization for Human Rights in Ouarzazat, tells us more about the protests and arrests. We supported the detainees in the first wave of detentions. We hired a lawyer to represent them at court. More than 15 were detained and the police was still arresting more. They followed me whenever I went to the lawyer. They were like a protest bigger than ours. After the detainees were released, Al Sakina meeting was held. It was attended by the nobles and elected representatives of the collectives, as well as the governor of Al Sakina. The governor started the narrative of, It's our king's project and we follow his will, and it will happen whether you like it or not. He said we are just to be consulted on how the people of the area can benefit from the project. Besides the issue of taking the land of the collectives, promises to employ the young people of the area in the project remain unmet. The 
The obvious problem that people care about is employing their children and benefiting from some social services. The governor back then said he is willing to sign a document that proves the rights of the locals to choose the project they want, and that the companies working on the project would be obliged to make at least 70% of its hiring from the local workforce. We had first, second and third meetings. We received promises of employment, electricity and other services. But none of these promises were met. No employment, no electricity and no investment. If you seem the area now, you would not find any water, like it's dead. Nearby Abu Said's land, we met a farmer in his 70s, upon whom fell the responsibility of providing for his two grandchildren, when his son died a few weeks after the corona outbreak in Morocco. The farmer suffers because of water scarcity and finds nothing but an empty dam, an energy plant and a dying crop. People living close to the project don't have any water now and the collective now brings them water in tanks. We have tried repeatedly to reach out to officials from the Moroccan Agency for Solar Energy and the National Bureau for Water and Electricity so that they respond to those claims. But none of them got back to us.